0: Wait, you, you got to take the gum out of your mouth, man. I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad has just recently come back into my life. So now I have to try and teach him how to be a father. Because he has no clue. Hey guys, you're listening to Woe Dad you know that. So before this episode starts, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a backstory. My dad and I had a confrontation. Well, I got upset. Let's just call it that about a week ago. Um, we both go to a healer, (laughs) duh, not gay. I have two healers. Okay. One, I don't need to go. I was going to explain what each of them do. DM me and I'll I'll give you some tidbits if you need that. But anyways, we go to this healer and the healer had said to me personally when my session that I need to be doing more with my podcast with my dad. Like I need to be marketing it more and like it's a really good thing what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. Now she's been saying this since I started going to her and she didn't know my dad before, like when she told me this this came to her, the podcast. Okay. The last healing that I had with her, my dad was like, Oh, what did she say? He always asked me what she says. And I was like, she actually was talking about our podcast again. That's all like, she talks about this every time. She said that I need to schedule at least like just once a month with you to record it. Like, yeah, you're going through stuff, but I need to get you to put two days in your calendar to record. And he said, yeah, that's not going to happen. I was so taken aback. It was like my breath left my body because I was in a sensitive place. I was, I was pretty emotional that, that week for two weeks. And he said that, and I was like, that is so fucking rude. And like, what are you doing? He has his own shit going on, you know, with what I've, what's been holding us back from recording. But, then I'll like call him up and he'll be like, hey, I'm just watching this or I'm just working on a track or I'm just doing this. Like he's not he's a retired drummer. He's not doing much. Like you can tell what he's doing based on what he talks about in the episode. What is he doing? He's watching Ancient Aliens or he's been watching QAnon or he's been really into researching this thing. You can always tell by his responses because each episode will have a theme and it's whatever is in Bobby's world. So he said that and I was like, okay, I kind of like went internal. I didn't confront him in the moment because I knew I was going to be emotional. I needed to process it because so I was like, am I being dramatic? How do I feel right now? What is the problem? What am I really upset about? Then what happened was I cried. <laughs> what happened was I cried after and I had to talk it out with uh, Matt and I just was like, am I overreacting? I had to figure that out. I still don't know if I was. His tone was just so aggressive and like not taking in the effect it could have on me. And I'm also like, no, but you could do this. Like you could fucking build time. And like, that's all you're going to say. You're not even going to think about how what you're saying is affecting me. You're just going to be fucking rude off the top and just, you know, so... Then like later on, he called me a couple days later, I called him and I was in like a stronger place. And I said, you know, like when you said that it was aggressive and rude and I was really hurt by it. But I think I understand that it's just because you're frustrating your situation. But like, I well, we get into it. I just don't want to be the one always it out. But then he said, yeah, I was like a bad day. I was frustrated with the fact that I can't plan anything and he kind of explained it. And I was like, yeah, but you also like said it like this, which makes makes me think like you're not going to make time for me to do this. And like, or, you know, you can't commit like it's your problem. So I always have to sit on the back burner and wait for you to come around, which we all know I hate doing that. So that is the summary of what we dealt with, and this is the first episode that we have recorded since then.
1: So, uh, what do you wanna talk about today?
0: What do I wanna talk about today?
1: Why don't I pick a topic?
0: That'd be great.
1: Okay, let me think. Okay. Life lessons. Yeah, so um, your emotional journey from moving to moving to LA,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. What's it like? What's it been like? What did you expect, and what didn't you expect?
0: Wow, Dad, this yeah. is this is a good. Uh, I guess you are good at interviewing people, and you haven't interviewed me yet. I've been interviewing you. Right. Um.
1: I remember a, a an email that I was forwarding to you. <laughs> and I put at the end, at the end of it, I put a uh, reality check and you got offended by that.
0: Really? Well, what, you don't,
1: you don't remember that?
0: No. Do I, do I have, is it God. a.
1: You know, man, it's like, there's a lot of things I remember that you don't remember. And there's a lot of things you remember that I don't remember.
0: It's all about what our reality is. Yeah. So, wait, you sent me a thing that says reality check? And what was the email? I'm trying to find it. What was the email about? And how I old was vote. I? Was it when I moved here?
1: I believe so. Yeah.
0: Okay, and what did what was the email about?
1: Well, what I'm realizing, hold on one second.
0: What you're realizing is that it depends when you contact me and what time of the month it is.
1: <laughs> well, you've got that burden for sure, which is not which is so in my opinion, so unfair. It's Uh, so
0: fucking unfair. If I had one wish, it would be that men have to have their periods too. Fuck. Who's that? I would love it if a postman walked in and was like, hi guys, I'm here for the podcast.
1: Let me see who that is.
0: Okay. Wouldn't that be great if it was a surprise for me? Hold on. I got to unlock the door. All right. I don't know if he's talking to me or the person. Who was it? Uh, it was the exterminator. Oh, so you wrote me an email. I'm trying to find, and I got offended.
1: Which is it's easily you know it's not doesn't take much to offend know. me. Right, you're very sensitive.
0: Am I very sensitive? You? Yeah.
1: Oh my god, really sensitive.
0: Really, I'm yeah. thinking about this.
1: You're easily hurt you're you take things very you're very sensitive but that's just the process
0: I yeah I guess I'm easily sensitive but I also think I'm like I guess because maybe it's more that I suppress my feelings but yeah I guess I I, yeah I think I take everything like oh it's me
1: yes you do
0: okay wait I found it you were writing your friend about like getting tickets to the Lion King
1: with my motive to To help you out.
0: Yes, yes. Um, I guess you forwarded it to me for some reason. So it was an email. I'm just sending this up for the listeners. But
1: but at the time, I was was forwarding you everything concerning this because you were the one that was making a big move.
0: Yeah. So I was going to visit my dad in L.A. to check it out. And you said, Nicole gets in Tuesday, December 3rd and leaves Saturday the 7th. If you could hook her up with a short meeting with Ty... I would forever be in your debt. She needs a serious reality check about LA. Right. And I got upset about that. Yeah. What did I say?
1: You just played the victim thing, which uh but but it's all changing. The the, the older you get, the more you're not as sensitive as you were. Um, I mean, you were sensitive last week about...
0: The way that you se- delivered a sentence. Huh? The way that you delivered a sentence.
1: What, the way I delivered the sentence? A
0: sentence, yeah.
1: Yeah, the delivery is important, but you've got to take the delivery in context, right? And that's what...
0: It's true, but then also...
1: No, here's the deal. In other words, I, if, I say, if I said something, or any human being say, says something... In a store or whatever, nobody takes into consideration the backstory of anything, right? You know what the backstory is? Yeah, you know I know what a backstory is. I'm an,
0: I'm an actor. Okay, so
1: but... yeah, it's like somebody I know needs to deal with a lot of doctors and hospitals and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot, all day long. If I didn't know the frustration about that, there's a lot of things of, that affects... The, your attitude and then when you got to deal with life i was talking to this about the road too Yeah, the backstory is when i said that's not going to happen it was because nothing is going to happen i can't do any that kind of planning you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it was just a, a frustration about the whole situation i'm
0: in right so you're so yeah see this is good Um, to talk about on our podcast, because this is a conflict that we had that will help other people understand. So you were saying it in a way that you were frustrated about your situation. I don't know, nothing's going to happen because you're projecting your life, your reality that you're living in, that like nothing, I'm frustrated that I can't plan anything anyways, right? On my end, I hear rejection, Nothing's going to happen because of your attitude. And I said this in therapy, but I realized that I'm just exhausted and worn out of being the one to work on myself compared to my parents. Like I'm just like, oh, it's not fair that you get to just be frustrated and do that to me and then I fucking spiral and then I have to work on myself to build myself up to be strong enough to deal with this every single time. But now I'm like, okay, if you're going through something and then you take it out on me and then I have to go to fucking therapy to talk about it, I'm just exhausted to be the one to kind of be able to behave properly throughout all this when it's like take a minute to i don't know i don't know
1: when i said it it was a trigger like making a commitment to do something right now i can't do and that day was one of those days where i when i heard that i said that's not going to happen me and you thought it was about you but it it wasn't right but yeah.
0: But you're getting. I think. I
1: think, I, I think one of the biggest problems today is, is, and I, and everybody's guilty of it is, uh, you don't take, what, a person's been through in that day or in that life, you know, um,
2: there For was sure. somebody,
1: there was somebody really nasty, um, somewhere. I'll just be very vague.
0: Okay.
1: And and, uh, it really upset somebody. Because there's and. But she finally said, "Look, I don't know what she was going through. She, her kid might have cancer or something, you know. And then they got to deal with uh, the public, right? So."
0: Yeah, so this is this is something that like Matt always talks to me about when I will be like, "Oh, this person." that's like, has authority, didn't get back to me, or this person's treating me like this. And I take so, it's true. I am sensitive. I take a lot of offense to the way that people treat me. And I think that it's all my fault. But then it's like, I guess my argument to this is like, but when I feel like it's, and this isn't in reference to you, when you're like in the zone, like the other day when we had a conversation and it was fine, but you called me up after you're like, Hey, I am going to try and fly out to you when you take time and you reflect and you think about like what I might be thinking, then you like, that's exactly
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're good. But when you're hyped up, I have to go and process it. And then I have to go and make up excuses. And I'm just saying that word, but it's not just for you, but it's for whoever else is like treating me like shit. I'm supposed to, not that you treated me like shit. I'm just saying, like, me and Matt talk about it. Whoever's being rude to me or to you or to whoever it is. And then we have to go and like process it and be like, well, maybe they're going through something. But I think that there becomes a point, and this isn't, as I said, this isn't about you, but it's about whoever you're talking about. There becomes a point where it's like, no, I go through shit all the time, treat people with decency, and like, Maybe take a step back and realize, like, to what point do we let people off the hook, and then to what point do we not? Where, like, I guess what I mean is, like, you can think about the person's situation, but then also, like, now we have to do that work all the time. Like, do we ever just chalk it up to like that person sucked in that moment instead of like what are they going through?
1: Yeah, you no, know, that's that, that's a very good point, you know. Right. I mean, there are assholes that do live like that, you know?
0: Yeah. But like yesterday, this is, this is very topical. What y- was your thing with Matt? My thing with Matt, what do you mean? You mentioned
1: Matt. Matt said something? Or- Matt
0: and I, well, because I'll be like, oh, I don't like, if I went to the comedy store and a comic that normally talks to me didn't talk to me and wasn't very nice, I'll take, I'll be like, oh, they don't like me. Like immediately I'm like, they don't like me. And I do this to a fault. So what you're saying is absolutely right. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and I can admit it. And that's why, like when you said that, and then you explained, like, I said it that way because of this, I didn't keep that or hold it against you. And what do you, what'd you do? Hey. Oh, thank you.
1: Isn't that a nice bell, man? (laughs) It's a really nice
0: bell. Um, so then he'll say, but yeah, but you don't know what that person went through that day. Maybe they're having their own shit. I guess because I used to always be like, I'm fine and like treat everybody nice. Then I thought everybody should do that. But now that people just are who they are, now I've started to be like that. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be nice to you because that person wasn't nice to me when they weren't feeling well and I'm not feeling well. So Matt is just right. always saying like, you don't know what that other person's going through, but... I'm kind of going on a tangent so you can like interrupt. But yesterday I went to a friend's birthday and I walked up to the table of seven girls and I went, hi, I'm Nicole. And no one looked at me, dad, no one looked at me. My insides went, get out of here, get out of here. And I, I went, I'm Nicole. And then one girl looks up and I was like, I don't know anybody like a loser. I just went, I don't know anybody. Because I'm also like, fuck you, be nice. I don't fucking know anybody, you little bitch. Okay, <laughs> I'm a little angry uh. about it. And then she just looked up, gave me like a little smile and was like, hi, I'm Penelope or whatever fuck her fuck name was. And then she looks down and then keeps talking. And then the other girl looked up and was like, I'm Marie or whatever her fucking name was. And looks down and then they ignore me. They, they These two girls, like the other ones were in like another like conversation. They didn't really see me. But still, these two fucking bitches, I sit in front of them. They don't talk to me and they just ignore me. And you could see how awkward I was. And uh, I could chalk it up to like maybe that one later on. My friend was like, well, my my friend's like uncle just died. And I'm like, "Okay, great. That is an example of like she's going through something. But also, I just think like if you're going through something and you go into public to a friend's birthday party, you you got to be prepared for society. Like you can't just be a bitch to people. But then the other girl that she was talking to, who is also a bitch to me, uh, is apparently a psychotherapist. And I'm like, listen, ho, if you're a psychotherapist, maybe you should have taken in that I was clutching my purse out of so much uncomfortness and you wow. still decided to ignore me. Like I sat in front of them. So I just am kind of like, well, if you're if you're in a place that you can't, Be decent to people because you are going through something. Maybe you shouldn't be going to a birthday party because the way that you treat someone else is going to affect them and fuck with them. And now we just have this whole toxic environment because now I go to a mic. I don't know, energy spreads. What do you think? (laughs) I'm going crazy. What? I feel like I'm getting so riled up. But like, do you think that it's okay? Like, what do you think?
1: How old were they?
0: In their 30s, early 30s.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you just, it's a busy life if you're affected by everybody that affects you. Look, I'm shy, you know what I'm saying? And parties are really hard for me, and a lot of people, um, yeah, it's—it's sometimes it's uncomfortable. I'm very sensitive to a lot of people, you know. There was a, a record made here for the last 10 days, great people man i mean just excellent musicians and they're a group of just they do different things as a group and uh i didn't go out there i mean they would go record a song and do overdubs and they'd go out to the deck this was last week and i went out there and i just felt um there was a lot of a lot of things going on a lot of conversations and i went out there a couple times but i should have gone out there more it would have been really cool because uh, these guys are cutting edge uh, producers uh the artists the album is really good and they came back on monday to was it monday no tuesday you do overdubs and and uh there were less people but i hung out more but th- this was like last week this guy was so together because he would say this person's recording a vocal for an hour and then we're getting these two people in and these are like really uh well-known musicians right and he had it down and and uh he was i was he was giving me um the wave file so i could convert it to an mp3 and send it back to him so he could listen to it on the deck and yes yeah, it's, it's excellent so i don't even know what well you know, got into that it. because
0: you were too shy to go over there so
1: not, not too shy there's a combination of not wanting to intrude uh not want you know but to i knew the engineer. yeah and and also yeah i just didn't feel like hanging like that but i could have right yeah. but, but- and, and and the engineer was there and he's a good friend of mine and so i could have been in there but i just didn't but on tuesday I said, look, this is a great, you know, I, I hung out a little bit, but.
0: But, but you know. th- this is the thing you. Oh, where did that come from? I didn't even see you put it in.
1: Yeah. Well, I did.
0: Um, You didn't feel like hanging right? So you stayed in your corner and sure you should have gone over there and like socialized but you didn't feel like hanging. So if you had gone over there your vibe could have ruined their vibe because you just weren't in that place. Like this girl these girls that didn't want to talk because they weren't in the mood like they they went out. Do you know what I'm you know? So it's like you stayed in your corner and I would too because when I get depressed like last week I wasn't going out I was just like staying in my zone I wasn't even like I'm normally on like a group chat I just didn't because I was like bad energy but I guess not everyone could be as socially aware as the economos
1: <laughs> what does <is> that mean
0: <laughs> as you and I yeah but what would you do in that in- like what do you think oh sorry I didn't mean to do that what would you like, what would you do in an instance like that? Like, how would you deal with mean people? Mean people? Dad, dad, I went to a birthday party, and these girls wouldn't talk to me, and I sat at the table by myself and sat in front of them, and they wouldn't even look at me. It's <laughs> very upsetting. I,
1: I, I'm i less sensitive now. The older I got, the, the, more, the less sensitive I've been, you know?
0: Would you stay?
1: Um... I'd give it a few minutes, see how it goes. But you have the option of drinking, right?
0: Well, I was driving, so I didn't. Oh, and also, to be honest, my thought process was like, I don't want to spend money to drink with these people. Like, oh. I want to. Dr- I want to spend my money on drinking if I'm like with people I enjoy. I I felt like it was going to be a waste of money. But you're right; I do have the option to drink.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm not condoning that. I'm not saying. No. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm just asking. Like, Dad, I came. I come home. I'm Dad. You live with me now. I came home. I'm so sad because these girls were really mean to me. What do I do next time?
1: I would. uh, I would. I would do something in without letting them know. You know what I'm saying? No. Do, so, do something gross.
0: Oh, know, oh. Know <laughs> like, you know, you know. like what?
1: You could say, "Oh, we should get together for lunch." You know, they say that a lot, and and then I, I would put like a, I don't know, a, a booger in her food while she went to the bathroom or something. <laughs> 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 it's really childish, but it's really powerful.
0: To get together have you ever done that
1: i've done something similar not not that but i I did something really bad one time
0: to to somebody that was mean to you well
1: there were no it was a joke but um yeah put a stink bomb in in somebody's clothes closet (laughs) (laughs) and it smelled like shit forever
0: Was it your, how, okay. How old were you?
1: 58.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Were you actually? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Were you friends with
1: them? No, I wasn't 50. I was, I was, uh, I was 23.
0: And were they being mean to you? Like, were they your friend, but they were a dick and you were like. Uh, Yeah,
1: they were my friends, but they were doing some really stupid shit, man. They were like doing mm-hmm. some really stupid shit.
0: Was it like a prank war? They were doing stupid, like, I'm a young 23 year old guy. I'm doing annoying, stupid shit. No, yeah, they weren't
1: 23. They were older, much older, like 35. Really?
0: Age.
1: Yeah. But they were doing, yeah, they were taking chicks back there and just going crazy, man.
0: And oh, they're they being they were, bad guys.
1: And they were married, and, you know. And uh, yeah, I just pulled, did that. Good
0: for you. That's pretty jokes.
1: <laughs> I did it as a joke. But anyway, um, it's interesting that uh I know how sensitive you, you were really sensitive. I mean, if there is something that is said, you can tear up really quickly, like immediately. Uh, then, then I usually backpedal. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean that. No, don't get upset. I you know, I remember uh so anyway, yeah. Um,
0: Wait, what do you remember?
1: Every time you, we were together and you started crying, I freaked. Like I didn't want you to cry, or you know, yeah, tell your mom. But anyway, you. Um, you
0: just didn't want me to tell my mom I cried. You didn't care <laughs> exactly. if I cried.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, you went to New York for two years. Yeah. Did you did you go back to uh, Canada before you came out here?
0: Yeah, I went to Canada for four months. Right. Wait, did you, I go to Canada for four months? I think I went to Canada just for a month before I moved.
1: Yeah, you moved in April of 2014.
0: I moved in March 2014, March, March 3rd. Oh. And then there was a big earthquake that week here, that I moved here. Yeah.
1: Did you feel it?
0: Definitely felt it, yeah. Yeah, I woke up at like 6 a.m., and I was in my mom's hotel room. A lot happened that that first month I moved here. The earthquake happened. I, I got hit on the highway. Like the day that my mom left, I got in like a car accident. Someone hit me. And then the school that I moved out here for, which was like, uh, Atlantic, they canceled within the first month. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. That's when I was sensitive. That was like, I was crying for a week about that. I bet. And then what started happening was I started getting, uh, I was walking down the street and all of a sudden it was, I thought a bird flew into my head and I fell to the ground going, ah, and I looked around and there was no bird And there was, I thought maybe it was a coconut. There was no coconut.
1: I remember that. Do you
0: remember that? And then I was like, fuck, what was that? I thought, I still thought something flew into my head. And then I kept walking and then it happened again. And I was like, fuck. And I fell to the ground and I thought I was having an aneurysm. So then I went to a neurologist and they said that it was my, the nerves in my head from stress were seizing up. And it was knocking me out. Right. So, yeah, I guess I'm sensitive.
1: Yeah, you're very sensitive. Like, when you moved out here, out there, um, what was your state of mind? Were you excited, scared, combination?
0: Okay, so I was excited. I wasn't scared. It felt right. But it felt right. My best friend at the time, one of my best friends lived out here I felt safe because like I stayed with her for a week, her and her room, her cousin. It was really nice. You know, I kind of hopped around, but everything was working out. I just really trusted. Like I felt magical. Like I felt like LA, even though all these bad things were happening, I was like, it's okay. Like I just kept like getting back up and being like, it's fine. And I say that to people who move out here. I'm always like, no, this, this place is going to fuck you up in your first month. Bad things are going to happen but just keep going. It'll, it'll, it'll stop. It, as long as you can handle it, it'll stop. It fucks with you. But my friend, so I felt safe because I had that like one grounded person, but then she started being distant. My birthday was in April and I didn't have any friends. I had one friend, it was her. And then I had like this new friend and it was my birthday. And I cried all day on my birthday, but just cause I didn't know, that's when everything kind of sunk in. And I was like, I don't know anybody I'm alone. I didn't like the place that I was living in. I didn't like the girl I was living with. I didn't like the area. I was in Brentwood. And on my birthday, Ashley uh, was like, I can't come to your birthday dinner. I'm too hungover. And it really hurt because I was like, you're like one of my best friends. I kind of need this, you know? and I wasn't even that needy. Like I did my own thing. I found my own job. Like I wasn't, you know, but she just like, I think that she was like, Oh, you're going to need me too much. I don't know. She turned, she, she started being distant. And then, uh, after that she went to Toronto and I started like planting my own life. I was like, okay, I'm going to do groundlings. I'm going to do UCB, which are improv schools. Like I just really took, you know, I, I, that's what I do when I move places, especially because I start waitressing and then I meet people and I just was like, right. this is my journey. Um, I don't really depend on people. I never have, even when I'm sad, you know, like I don't, it's big when I call you up and I'm like, I'm depressed cause I don't ever, I ever do that cause I'm an only child. So I ne- always like dealt with my own shit. So anyways, that's the story that I told you about. Then she went to Toronto and then started dating my ex-boyfriend for the that's second time. Di- that's
1: why she was distant. Probably that was, but she, to
0: but she hadn't like seen him yet. She was started being distant and then like really wouldn't like show up, seemed annoyed at me. If I was like, do you want to do something? It was like, I was fucking annoying. And that, that's what I'm sensitive about as we know, because I always say to you, like, I feel annoying when I ask you to do things. Right. So she made me feel annoying because she wouldn't like ever commit anymore. And we were like, we were roommates in, in call university on the wow. second, like we were close. And so she started being really distant. And that was the other thing that happened in LA that like gave me really, really bad anxiety. And then she went to Toronto, called me up and was like, I'm going to date ha <laughs> ha. And I was like, that's not okay. And she was like, I don't really, I'm not asking your permission. I'm doing it. And then I was like, my dad's jaws dropped, just so you guys know, he's not saying no, anything. No, it's just
1: cool. It's just, yeah. And, yeah.
0: Then, um. and then I was like, this is the second time you're doing this, like dating an ex-boyfriend. Like, what do you want to do? Fuck Matt and get it out of the way? Like, I just let loose. And she was like, I said, like, you're really like, you're not even asking me. And she's like, I don't need to ask you. I'm telling you. And I was like, no. She's like, you guys dated a long time ago. I was like, it's, it's just the thing of like, you care more about this than you do our friendship. Like you don't give a fuck about our friendship. You don't give a fuck about my feelings. Like you're doing something that you know will hurt me and you're okay with it.
2: And then,
0: um, she was like, well, it's just, it's my life. Like, it's what I want to do. Like she was very blunt and crass and like, she's like, I'm sorry. Or she didn't even really say sorry, actually. And I I was like, the whole thing is you're not asking if it's okay. Like you genuinely don't care. And I was kept being like, you genuinely don't give a fuck about my feelings. You're just doing what you want. And those are the most dangerous people to me. The people that know what will hurt you and they do it anyways, you know, especially if you do it twice. Right. And then she, uh, when I, I was so heartbroken. I've never been that heartbroken in my life. I've never been dumped And like, but it's by somebody that I really love. So this was like, I started having panic attacks all the time, like shaking. And then I was like, maybe I just need to call her up and forgive her. And then my friend in Toronto, I said that to a friend and my friend goes, listen, I don't want you to call her because she's friends with her too. And she was like, I, when I, when she came home to Toronto, Canada, Um, I said like, Oh, how's Nicole? And she, this is before she started dating my ex. She said, I don't know. We're not really that good of friends anymore. And I was like, what? Like that wasn't, that was news to me. You never communicated that in my mind. We're good friends, but I think that maybe you're going through something and I'm just letting you be, but like you were already being a distant and like, like leaving our friendship, but never told me. It was this whole thing, dad. So then that was my LA experience. Like that was the first year was like having to deal with a friendship breakup. And, uh, it was heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's all because she started digging your ex-boyfriend probably, but, but
0: but she wasn't in Toronto yet to dig him. But Mm do you think that you just think that she knew that that was going to happen?
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there could be. Jealousy, there could be a lot of things why she would do that. Um,
0: but wait, I want I want your advice on, that. like, would you forgive that person? What do you do about mean people? Has anybody ever betrayed you?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Do you, did you forgive them? Yeah. You did?
1: Yeah. Well, it takes time, you know. Are
0: you friends with them, though?
1: I could be if I chose to be.
0: Right. See, that's the thing is that I'm over it now. Like, I don't care, yeah. but I don't right. want to be friends with somebody it's like that kind of behavior kind of scares me, you know.
1: Right, right.
0: But what's what's your advice, Dad? Dad.
1: Well, there's an old cliche from the '80s, and you know, when all these self-help books came out '70s, it's their it's their shit, you know. I, I what I would do if I was what what always helped me with people was I would literally go she can go fuck herself like verbally say it a few times she can go fuck herself and for some reason that that's saying that uh is empowering
0: she can go fuck herself
1: yeah just it, for me that worked a little bit it it worked
0: what would you okay so then though she wrote me a couple times being like, I'm so sorry. You mean so much to me. Came back being like, I really want to fix this. And she says to like my friends, I would really want to talk to Nicole. And I'm like, I said everything I wanted to say. I saw what I need to see. That's it. But what, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. Would you talk to them? Like, do you think I should talk to her ever about it?
1: It's interesting being this old. It really is. It's it's really interesting. Because I could know there's somebody that uh, wanted to keep in touch with me, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he comes across as being a real cool guy. But we lived together for a couple months. And he did some things with his girlfriend that was not cool. All right? He treated her in ways that was not cool. Like, and really surprising. I couldn't fucking believe it. Cuz he was like, you know, very spiritual and, you know, last night, yeah. So anyway, I just don't want those people in my life. I'm less tolerant, you know. I wish I had this attitude when I was younger, like your age or even earlier. Like at 35, I thought I was really old. Yeah. Real, you know, and uh A lot of things happened back then. Had I had this mindset, my whole life would have been different, right? But yeah, wisdom and knowledge and wisdom is really um, comes with time. And when you're young, um, you don't have those experiences to bounce back off of. You know what I mean?
0: Right. So now that you've had those experiences, what is your advice? Let me tell you where I'm at right now with it. I don't think about it at all and I can totally be civil and like chill. And I just genuinely am like, I just don't what you said. Like, I just don't want you taking up space in my, my mind. Like she's the reason I went to therapy, which I'm still in because it created so much anxiety and heartache. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm good. I don't have like anger about it. I don't have like tears about it. It's just like something that happened in my life. But you know, people still bug me to like talk to her and be friends with her. But I kind of feel like how you just said where I'm like, I just don't, I I don't, I don't have time. Like I've made the choice to not be friends with somebody like that, but it doesn't mean that like I can't be around them. Matt's always like, you are holding a grudge if you aren't friends with her. And I'm like, I just don't really see the point. And I don't, I don't know. What do you think? There are
1: two kinds of people, two kinds of people in the, you know, sapien thing.
0: Home, sapiens?
1: Yeah. And uh, there are people that think a certain way and the other side thinks a different way.
0: Okay, I'm just going to stop this for a minute and let you know that this topic, topics, goes on for about 15 minutes before he comes to his conclusion of what I should do when someone's mean to me, I've made a montage of it because I'm not going to make you sit through it. So here is where Bobby's mind went until he gets to his point.
1: You know, I come from a background of, with Nazis and fascism and communism, all that stuff. i f- very familiar with it because my family's from there and all my cousins, right? So anybody right now that is condoning what's going on politically, uh, with Trump and all that bullshit, anybody that's for that kind of stuff, I don't want in my life. The Midas Touch has a brand new uh, ad. You should look it up because it's exactly what I've been thinking the last four years. So anybody that buys into that shit where you're cool with uh, putting kids in cages and all that bullshit, your morality – I cannot accept, I completely disown that. I don't want to hear about it. And then with people that are my friends and I know that are good people and we get, we touch upon politics. I mean, the last time I buried them, but I said, socialism. You know how many social democracies are fucking kicking ass? Blow us out of the water with education. Being in this situation here, it's such a small town. Ninety percent of this state is is Republican. It's just this one little core that's everybody's left winged. Um, yeah. So in that situation, right now, I would say, go fuck your she can go fuck herself. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think that re- friendships, like, as I said, we give them a different kind of level than we would a relationship with a significant other. But really, it's like a compatibility thing that I just realize I'm like, no, I just don't think that we're compatible for each other anymore. That's all it is. Like your belief that that was OK or your belief that like yeah. if you're feeling distant from me and you, instead of like talking to me, you just fucking abandon me. And I have abandonment issues that I'm like, I can't have somebody like that in my life. We're not compatible because you don't respect. I don't know, like knowing that something that you're going to do to someone is going to really hurt them and make them spiral. That to me is like not a good thing. That's like a toxic person. And it'd be the same if you're dating someone that cheats on you knowing that it's going to hurt you it's like we don't put our we don't let other people do that to us when we're in relationships and it's just a compatibility thing your beliefs are different than my beliefs and i wouldn't do that and i don't really want somebody that would do that to be a friend i just don't trust them so i just think like it's more of like a listen we're just not like the right fit anymore and we used to be but now we're not
1: right right you know when i uh when I called and they said I need to get home and spend the summer, you know, and then mm-hmm. a, a day or two later I go, she might be thinking, she might be rejected by that because mm-hmm. I didn't mention I wanted to go see her, so I had to call you and let you know that I, I thought about that, yeah. and but that might not have come up in my brain, and I kind of just said it casually, like I need to spend a couple months to get my place ready for hurricanes, whatever, and then but I didn't mention.
0: Coming to see me.
1: Yeah. And then I thought, wow, she might be spitting out because you do, you can spit out and shit like that. Yeah. And that's all human emotion, you know?
0: Yeah. And I don't, and and it's like, I don't need to be caught like, well, you're my dad. So you should think about that. And that's a good job, dad. That gets you a point. We're making progress. This podcast is helping, but I don't need like my friends to like always be walking on eggshells. I I I forgot to uh, press record. Yeah. Fuck. It's Okay. We, we have to wrap up soon anyways, so I'll just keep recording on my end, but that's okay. So I, I just don't need, like, I don't need to be coddled, but I just, because that friends deal with it in different ways, but yeah, it's just betrayal. Like how you said with your friend that you're like, we aren't the same um, anymore. Your friend that's like into QAnon, you're like, it's like, he's a fine person. I know that he's a good guy, but his beliefs are not my beliefs anymore. I can't believe the shit that they believe. Yeah. Do I
1: believe do I believe that you know uh, somebody's killing babies and eating their meat for their T cells, you know? No, I don't believe this. you know. The, the the big thing about QAnon, it's impossible. The shit that they're claiming, it's impossible. The conspiracy theory that would have to happen the amount of people that would have to pull off this conspiracy are in the tens of thousands of people, right? Like Sandy Hook, like uh, the shooting Parkland. There are things in death that you cannot deny, you know, and what they did was they took people that are very close similarly to Hillary Clinton and they use this certain program and I know the program and they put her face on somebody else's body doing it or, and they the computer manipulated the whole thing. But um, I I do remember now why I said reality check.
0: Why'd you say reality check?
1: uh, And I remember now for after six years, why I read Read that. So I wrote that, and that was the ability to handle rejection. That was the big one. That's a hard one.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know?
1: And some people it just rolls off to them. Doesn't even affect them. They just, you know, it's in their head, and they're fine. But some people will do the Monday morning quarterback. Why didn't they pick me? In? Was I too nice or uh, they'll do that thing?
0: Yeah, I think that can I handle rejection? Yes and no. I'm doing, I'm persistent. That's all it is. I can't handle it. I mean, I can, clearly I can handle it because I haven't quit and I keep going, but I had to do a lot of like self-work But I know what you mean. The people that get rejection, they're like, I'm so much better than that. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm, I'm great. I'm great. And I'm starting to get there, but the handling rejection is like, it hurts. But then the more I learn of how the industry works and the more I watch TV and some people are on it that aren't very good. It's like, it's all relative. Like nothing fucking matters. It's, you know, but I still feel shitty and I still get depressed but then I guess I can handle it. I don't know. How do you think I'm handling rejection? Am I doing it?
1: Um, you're doing pretty good. Doing should,
0: pretty should, good. We, should we get Matt in here and ask Matt how he thinks I'm handling
1: rejection? <laughs> well, I was, I was going to bring up Matt because Matt.
0: <laughs> here he comes. Appear- can you come here? He appears to. <laughs> ask him.
1: Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Super great. How are you? Good. Good. How does uh how does Nicole handle rejection? Let me be more specific. When she had when she is rejected, does she change? Does she get depressed or does she uh completely go back and try to reanalyze what happened and why she didn't get it?
2: More the latter of what you just said, a lot more um Looking back, I wouldn't say she just gets depressed when things when she doesn't get things. What she gets depressed? She does not just get depressed when she doesn't get things. So she's more analytical. Looking back, like you were saying.
1: So she doesn't get depressed.
2: I mean, not specifically just from getting rejected. You
1: sound like you're
2: really, really holding. (laughs) uh, Yeah, she gets uh, depressed sometimes, of course. But how do I? Can I handle rejection? Can she handle rejection? Yes. Does she get depressed? Yes.
1: Wait, wait, are you saying she can handle rejection?
2: Depends what kind you mean. I mean, there's different kinds of rejection. There's like work rejection and then there's like relationship rejection. I think that's that affects her. She cares a lot about her relationships, friends and family.
1: There was one guy last year at the comedy store that was not nice to you this one night. And you were really affected by that.
2: You must be talking to Nicole now. Okay, bye-bye. Huh? You're talking to Nicole, not me. Everyone's always nice to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, bye-bye.
1: He's so stable, man.
0: He's so <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He, I mean, he is. he goes, he's so stable, man. <laughs> you know. He is. I know. That's why.
1: No psychics.
0: <laughs> no, no psychics. Lo- Just I fucking mean, th- stable.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you... C- consider yourself lucky
0: I know man. (laughs) I think maybe I would handle rejection differently
1: yeah anyway um we'll 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 keep going with this okay yeah
0: you know what we should do next episode you asked me those questions about my journey in LA and I'd love to can to compare them to yours and I know we do had different successes but I would still like to know like what it was like for you as well and see if we have because even this friendship thing that we just talked about we're actually quite similar in our perspective.
1: All right. Okay. All right. Have a good day. You too. Drive babe. safely. Okay. Love you.
0: Love you. You. we never said I love you too. What do you, why'd you do this? Like you wanted me to say something else?
1: <laughs> because when I said I love you, you, you're, you became a mess.
0: I love you too. We've never said that on the podcast. It's weird. I love you too. <laughs> you
1: too. Here's an exercise. Okay. okay you know, When people say, Don't say fuck. Don't yeah, I go, fuck, 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 fuck. You know what I'm saying? So maybe she's go, I love you, I love you like twenty times. I love
0: you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I wait, I love you, 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 I love you. I love you too. Okay, sure a little bit of trouble saying I love you, especially on the podcast, because it's disgusting. That was so awkward, editing this episode, listening back and having to hear myself go, I love you, Uh, uh. even hearing him. uh. Gross, gross. That was all over the place. That was a little scattered. That was tough. I needed advice. And sometimes there were some gems in there. But goddamn, he really went off all of a sudden we're talking about Hillary and babies and her eating babies. When I just asked, is it okay that I'm at this place with that girl? Are we, is it, is it bad that I'm not going to be best friends with her again? And he's like, well, uh, you know, Hillary and uh, she eats babies or, or even like we live in this kind of society. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But I was patient. I was patient because I didn't want to get off track, even though we kept getting off track. My favorite is that he didn't give me an answer. Like I would say, what should I do? And he'd say, so when you move to LA, I'm like, oh my God, talk about rejection. Can I handle rejection? Yeah. Because when I ask you a question and you go off about it, about something else, clearly you find what I'm talking about boring and you're not invested in it. So I can handle rejection because I have to bounce back and feel okay with saying, well, wait, answer that question. Even though I have issues now being like, am I boring? Am I annoying? Was that a weird question? Is this topic boring? Should I keep moving on? You just want to keep talking about how I moved here, but I want to talk about what I do about mean people. That was a scattered one, guys. And there was longer rants that went on on his end about his friends and being Republicans and the church and what women go through, and QAnon. But we'll save that for a later episode. We do have similarities, though. He he does kind of the same thing. He's like, I don't really want to deal with this person anymore. I don't not like you. Okay, well, maybe I don't like you, but I, it's not that I hate you or I'm mad at you anymore. I just, I'm out. So maybe I get that from him. Guess what? There's no Bobby bit today because that whole episode was a bobby bit. That was just seeing where his mind went when I'm trying to get advice. Dad's out there listening. Here's a hot tip. Answer your child's question and then go to all the things that you want to talk about, which in his case are things that he's been binging that week. As I talked about at the beginning, he's clearly been watching some QAnon shows. He clearly has had an issue with one of his friends that he doesn't know if to be friends with anymore. So we're in the same boat, but he's gone off the deck. Let's call it that. No Bobby bit. You got to see a little bit of a montage. And I just don't want to put you through that. Hell. <laughs> Follow us on patreon.com slash Nikki And, you know, Instagram, WODAP podcast. See you later.